welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. I am your host, Daniel Gundlach, and I am thrilled to share with you the opera and classical singers about whom I am most passionate. I hope that when you hear these voices, you might echo me in saying, God, I love her, or God, I love him. Now, Without any further ado, I bring you this week's episode. Mes chers citoyens, this is an emergency, my God. I have heard on good authority that there are usurpers trying to break into the French country and our artistry. Today, I have so many of these people who are unwelcome here in La France. Oh my God, here comes Frances Alda from New Zealand and she's followed by the Metropolitan Opera Chorus. Metropolitan Opera Chorus, there is no stopping all the Americans from coming in here. Here is another one. He masquerades under the name Arthur Andres, but we know that his real name is Arthur Andres Crickman. And he is an American. And worse than that, he is accompanied by the Venezuelan homosexual Renato Ann in this song called Siché. Look out! Je suis jaloux, Siché, de toute la nature. Respirez, 
avec trop de plaisir, passe sur votre bouche, votre amide trop près vous touche, votre amide trop Je ne sais quoi qui m'effarouche, crois parmi vos soupirs, des soupirs I think that that's enough for the fake French accent and also for the premise that invaders are coming. If that's what the invaders sound like, they sound pretty convincingly French. Arthur Antherez is a very interesting character. He was the last pupil of Jean de Reschke, the famous singer and teacher, and he sang roles from Rameau to Wagner, including quite a bit of contemporary music, including by Darius Millot, Franco Alfano, Jacques Hibert, and Henri Sauguet. He was also a notable recitalist and performed quite a bit with Renato Hahn himself. It's been suggested to me that I might repeat myself when I introduce these singers. So that man's name is Arthur Andrés. And now I have something special that I want to commemorate with you. And that is the four-year anniversary of the death of my brother in music, Lloyd Ariola, who I think many of you knew and loved. Lloyd was a wonderful conductor and pianist. We collaborated on a number of recitals together, including this one in October 2015 in New York, which was the last time we performed together. This is a portion of our performance of La Vie en Rose. Thank you. 
au revoir, my dear brother. We had a happier anniversary this week as well, and that was the birthday of Eleanor Stieber. She is a sublime singer. I might put forward the theory that she is the greatest American soprano that ever lived. It's debatable, but it's also quite plausible. So I'm going to offer you two French things from Eleanor Stieber. The first is a recording from 1953 of This, from several years earlier, May 1941, is a recording of Alfred Bachelet's Chère Nuit. This is a salon song of the highest order. 
I was trying to figure out a way to put this episode together, and I decided that I was going to present a lot of tenors today. And all of them, as I implied in my amusing introduction, <coughs> are non-French people. The first one is Franco Corelli, who definitely was not a French speaker. And there are a lot of people who really object to the way that he applied his usual slapdash musicianship, I guess some people might call it, to the French repertoire. I don't find it slapdash so much. It's just a little self-indulgent. But you know, I'm all for self-indulgence when we get performances like this. This is him in a live performance of A Levitois Soleil from probably his greatest role in French, Romeo. And this is a live performance from October 1967. <laughs> have another icon to offer you here, and that is Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand was a singer that intrigued me from the very first time that I encountered her. She was not a popular figure in our house, I wouldn't say, because she was such a liberal, and she supported Kennedy, and these were all really, really bad things to do. My Aunt Judy had a copy of the second Barbara Streisand album. I'd put the record on the turntable, and I'd hold up the cover as if Barbara Streisand were standing in front of me, and I would dance around the room pretending that we were dancing together. Oh, how I loved her, and still do. This is from her prime, 1966. She made an album called Je m'appelle Barbara, and this song she did in English on that record it's called Free Again. I've sung the song before myself. It's a fantastic song. She gives a stunning performance of it. And much to my delight and surprise, I discovered that she had indeed recorded it at the same time as the Je m'appelle Barbara album, but in French. So the composers are Armand Conforat, Jo Basile, Michel Jourdan, and the song is called Non C'est Rien. The words 
imply that everything is fine. And on the inside, of course, the singer is completely falling apart. Non, c'est rien. Ou si peu, croyez le bien. Ça ira mieux dès demain. Avec le temps qui passe, dans la vie tout s'efface. Non, c'est rien. Ce garçon, moi, je le plains. Ne croyez pas que demain, une seule seconde, je serai seulement. I think I've told this story before. When I turned 10 years old, my mother signed a waiver so that I could check out LPs from the Janesville Public Library. One of the first records that I checked out was a recording of Les Contes d'Hoffmann, The Tales of Hoffmann. It was this very recording with André Cluton conducting the forces of the Opéra Comique in Paris, recorded in 1948. The tenor is Raoul Jobin, who was a marvelous Canadian singer. He had a lot of heft in his voice. He sang roles like Don José and Hoffmann and many others with great ease and style. This is him in the short but passionate outburst from Les Contes d'Hoffmann, Au Dieu du Calivresse, and he handles the mounting tessitura with virtually no difficulty at all. Come on. 
But if I strung a bunch of tenors all together one after the other, they would all start to sound the same. And they really aren't. They each have marvelous individual traits. So here's another pop singer. This is someone named Dalida. Now, Dalida was born to Italian parents in Egypt and eventually found her way, I think it was via a beauty pageant to France. There was a big biopic made of her a couple years ago. She's an extraordinary figure. If you don't know her, it would behoove you to get to know some of her work. Anyway, this is a very early recording of hers from 1961. It's of the incredible song Vajon Le Noir, Parlez-moi d'amour. It was originally sung by Lucienne Boyer, and I was going to offer her recording of it, but then I realized she's French, and we're not dealing with the Frenchies today. So you get to hear Dalida instead, but she was about as French as French could be, although that was not the country of her birth. Speaking of heritage, here's another outlier. This is the present-day tenor Daniel Bele. His mother is the distinguished Wagnerian Renate Bele. He's been on the scene for, I would say, about 15 years, and he is a wonderful singer. I'm always excited to find present-day singers that I enjoy listening to. Last week we had Lisette Oropesa, and this week we have Daniel Bele. This is a performance, in fact, from Oslo in 2005, when he was competing in the Queen Sonia International Vocal Competition. I don't know if he's recorded or sung this aria much since, but this is from Georges Bizet's Les Pêcheurs de Perles, The Pearl Fishers, and, of course, it's Je Crois Entendre Encore. Oh, 
followed that beautiful selection by Daniel Dele with a couple other beautiful tunes. This first one is by Charles Chaplin, the very Charlie Chaplin that we know as The Little Tramp and other wonderful films that he directed and starred in. This is the theme song from his final film called A Countess in Hong Kong. I did not realize until just yesterday that he had actually written this song. I know it, and perhaps you know it as This Is My Song. But here, we're going to hear it sung in French by the British singer Petula Clark. Petula Clark was an enormous star in France. They absolutely loved her, and it's possible that her star shone the brightest there. She's a wonderful singer, of course, in English as well. Everyone knows her song, Downtown. Of course, later in life, she also appeared on stage as Norma Desmond in the musical of Sunset Boulevard. She's a wonderful artist. I've always admired her. Here's another tenor. This guy is named Tony Ponce. Sounds like he might be French, but he ain't. He's Spanish. He's Spanish. And just this past week, after having reacquainted myself with René Doria, whom we heard last week singing from Mireille, I ordered a couple CDs of her singing in operetta. La Veuve Joyeuse, Die Lustige Witwe, or The Merry Widow, and Le Pays du Sourire, or Das Land des Lächelns, The Land of Smiles. She's wonderful in there, but she's French, and she's not allowed on this episode. But the tenor singing in that performance is none other than the Spanish Tony Ponce. He was not the most subtle singer, and he was very much frowned upon by the critics for the most part. He does have some rather oafish moments in this aria, but man, the quality of this voice is indisputable. And here he's definitely in his prime. Here he's singing Je t'ai donné mon coeur, or as it's more frequently known, Dein ist mein ganzes Herz. Ton souffle parfumé m'a ivre, je 
about these recordings is the minute it's sung in French, it sounds French. That's not always true. I mean, sometimes we hear Verdi sung in German, for instance, and it's clear that syllables and, and words aren't really fitting as smoothly as they might. But in the case of Lehar, I think you really hear that, you know, his tunefulness is second only to Puccini. I've posited this opinion before, maybe not on the podcast, but I definitely believe that. And this is one of his greatest tunes. Now this next one. This is my beloved Dusty. Now she was not a big star in France, although the tendency in the 60s was for continental artists, for instance, British artists, or those who were signed to a particular label, to also record their songs in foreign languages, primarily Italian, German, and French. So Dusty did that with a number of her hits. They're all superb. She has an amazing ability to sing French convincingly, perhaps with an even better accent than Petula Clark, who of course was a huge star in France. Alas, that didn't happen for Dusty, but thank goodness we have a slew of some of her recordings in French, and they were collected on a 1965 EP called Mademoiselle Dusty. And this is one of those songs. It's called Demain tu peux changer. Anybody know what that is? I'll play it for you. You'll see. Ce soir, tu es
Yes, that was Carol King's immortal tune, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, which Dusty also recorded in English. Now we're going to go back to Canada. Those Canadians, they're so sneaky, you know. They can speak French, albeit sometimes with a little bit of an accent, but they have a way with French music that is not surprising, especially for those French Canadians who grew up learning and speaking it. So here is the tenor Richard Verreau or Richard Verreau. I don't know how it was actually pronounced. I discovered him last year for the first of my Christmas episodes. He is a sublime singer. He also sings on the Igor Markevich recording of Damnation of Faust from the early 60s. And he recorded a number of records for Canadian RCA. And here he is singing that immortal Chopin tune that has also been done in English and in German. Here it's called L'Ombre s'enfuit or Tristesse. That was Richard Verreau, Richard Verreau, and now we're going to explore what? Who is this? What's this name? Daniel Grindlich? Daniel Gundlach. Or as they say in France, because I know, because I've sung there, Daniel Gundlach. C'est moi. This is from a demo that I recorded, my God, exactly 14 years ago, this week. It's with my friend Danny Beckwith at the keyboards. And here we are doing 
a portion of Les Feuilles Mortes, which is truly one of my very favorite songs. And I will say this about the French version. It's got a verse. The version in English doesn't have the verse. How can you have Les Feuilles Mortes without the verse? Anyway, enjoy. with which I also have a past history. This is another Canadian, Leopold Simoneau. And I believe one of my faithful listeners actually studied with Leopold Simoneau. N'est-ce pas? He put out a recording of Duparc songs in 1958, accompanied by Alan Rogers, whom we heard on the Jenny Tourelle episode as her accompanist in Rossini and Poulenc songs. Here he's accompanying Simoneau in a full album of songs by Duparc. When I heard this, my first year at Ripon College in Ripon, Wisconsin, it was a revelation to me. I had that same reaction as I sometimes do when I discover something new. 
in this day and age. Where have you been all my life? And that's how I felt about these songs. In fact, I loved them so much that I had scheduled a non-required recital. This was my sophomore year, my first year at Ripon College. Half of the program was piano, and half of the program was singing. But my voice teacher did not want me to sing the third song of Dupac that I had picked to include on the recital. That is the song Au Pays Où Se Fait La Guerre, in the country where they are waging war. It is a song sung by a maiden in a tower, wondering when her lover is going to return. She's there calling out, imagining his return. At one point, she hears footsteps, and she's sure that he has returned. But alas, it is merely her servant carrying her lamp. Now, my teacher flat out insisted that I not sing this song. Just to be clear about this, the reason that I was not allowed to sing the song was because it was a woman's song, and men don't sing women's songs. And I said, but there's a recording of Leopold Simonot singing it. If it's good enough for Simonot, then I should be able to sing this song. Well, it was far beyond my capabilities, but he finally gave in and let me sing the song which made me very, very happy. Chico! 
Now I'm offering you a little foretaste of next week's episode. For those of you who are long-term listeners, you may remember episode 20, the first of my Black History Month episodes, when I discovered the singer Muriel Smith. Of all the singers for whom I say, where have you been all my life, I would say that Muriel Smith is the primary one for the past several years. She has completely blown my mind and my world has opened up because of my exposure to her singing. I have been trying desperately to find more examples of her work. And the good news is that I've got a bunch of stuff that is quite rare that I've acquired in the past few months. One of these is a recording of Chanson Triste of Henri Dupac. I have no idea when this recording was made. It's a live performance. I don't know who the pianist is, but I definitely recognize Muriel Smith. Now, we have so few examples of her singing classical repertoire, even though she also sings all of the pop repertoire, almost as if it's bel canto. She has an amazing way of connecting to the text and bringing it to life in a most vivid way, but also remaining true to principles of legato, projection of text, evenness of timbre, and beauty of voice. In spite of the very, very dim quality of this recording, I think you can hear some of that.
To give myself a break for the summer, I'm going to be offering you over the next few weeks simply one crossover album per week. Next week, it will be portions of several different recordings by Muriel Smith that I have managed to scare up and which are now part of my collection. But because I'm going to offer you a portion of both of her Christmas albums, we're going to call this upcoming episode Christmas in July. Hey guys, it's time for my sales pitch. I'm soliciting your support in various ways. First of all, if you haven't yet subscribed to Counter Melody or rated or reviewed the podcast, I invite you to do so on any of the podcast platforms. It helps people who have similar interests be able to find their way to whatever it is that I'm putting out there for you guys. So I really appreciate the support and I appreciate your subscriptions. And by the way, you can also go to the show notes page that I produce every week, which features more details on all of the recordings that I use, plus photos of all of the artists. You can find that at countermelodypodcast.com. That's countermelodypodcast, one word, dot com. You can also listen to every single episode there. I also have a Patreon page, and the Patreon page is for those who would like to offer monthly support. Patreon does not, unfortunately, accept one-time donations, so it would be better if you space out your donation over the course of monthly payments, even if those payments are only $2. At present, I am offering my bonus material to all people who support me on Patreon, whether you pay $2 a month or $50 a month. That's my way of being as equitable as possible and as a way of showing my thanks to you for your ongoing support. And now back to the program. C'est si bon de partir n'importe où, bras dessus, bras dessous, en chantant des chansons. C'est si bon de se dire des mots doux, de petits rien de tu. Mais qui ont dix en langue En voyant notre mineur ravieux Les passants dans la rue nous envient C'est si bon de guetter dans ses yeux Une esprame merveilleuse qui donnait la Sensation, ça vaut mieux que million. C'est tellement, tellement bon. Oh my god, it's Eartha Kitt. Who doesn't love Eartha Kitt? I love this sort of pigeon French that she's singing, and also this running commentary in which she tells us that she's looking for a millionaire who's going to give her beaucoup de loot. Je cherche un millionnaire avec des grands Cadillac cars 
minkots. Des bijoux. Jusqu'au cou, tu sais. Mmh, c'est bon. Ces petites sensations. Peut-être quelqu'un avec un petit yacht, non Ah, oh, c'est bon. C'est bon, c'est bon. Vous savez bien que j'attendre quelqu'un qui pourrait m'apporter beaucoup de loot. Ce soir, demain, la semaine prochaine, n'importe quand. Mmh, c'est bon. Si bon. Il sera très crazy, non? Voilà, c'était. Eartha Kitt always felt like she was from another planet, a spectacular, beguiling, exotic planet, but another planet altogether. Here's a singer who's not from another planet, but he's from another country. That country is Wales, and it is the marvelous tenor Stuart Burroughs, who I have loved ever since I first heard him. I'm thinking I might have first encountered him on Schulte's first recording of Magic Flute, which also features Pilar Lorengar, who's another of my favorites. Here is Burroughs in a 1971 recital recording with John Constable at the keyboard. And the song is Gabrielle Forêt's Sylvie. Si tu veux to experience an invasion of sorts. It's not Barbara Hendricks herself who is the invader. It's Disney. And one knows how much of a foothold Disney has gotten, particularly in France. His movies have always been very popular there, dubbed into French, of course. And here is Barbara Hendricks. She recorded an album of Disney songs in 1996. I say an album. It's actually two separate albums, one in French, one in English. And this is Un jour, mon prince viendra, from Blanche Neige et les Sept Nains. Do you know what that is? 
I think you do. that was someday my prince will come from snow white and the seven dwarfs the first full-length disney animated film unlike last week there's not so much music of gounod or massonet in fact i have two selections only from romeo this is the second one but it's a doozy and i was there this is a performance from november 1981 in chicago of Romeo et Juliette with Alfredo Krauss and Mirella Lafreni in the title roles. When I did my memorial episodes for Mirella Lafreni, I couldn't figure out how to capture the audio for the complete performance of Romeo that I found. I have since figured out how to do it, and I'm just going to offer you a short excerpt from that magnificent fourth act duet. It's so passionate. It's so intense. Here we have a Spaniard and an Italian singing their hearts out in the French repertoire in which they both excelled. One must confess, they never sounded particularly French, but especially in the case of Freni, I don't care. I just exult in this. Listen to those high seas. And mind you, neither of these kids were spring chickens at that point, but it didn't matter. The audience absolutely loved them, and God knows it's one of the greatest performances that I've ever seen. It was a formative experience for me.
I am so lucky to have my not boyfriend rooming with me at present. He came back from the gym today and he said to me, I was just listening to Elise Regina singing in French and it's extraordinary. He's recently developed a new increased interest in this superb Brazilian singer, possibly the greatest pop singer that Brazil has ever produced. Of course, she's known best probably for the Elise and Tom record with Antonio Carlos Jobim, a beautiful record. But this one from 1969 is a recording of the Récit de Cassard from Les Parapluies de Cherbourg, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. It's a sequence from the film in which Catherine Deneuve's would-be suitor, a rich jeweler, comes to Deneuve's mother and explains to her that he was formerly in love with another woman and is trying desperately to forget her, but really wants to marry the Catherine Deneuve character. A strange sequence for a pop song, but Elise Regina sings it and they put a bosun of a beat behind it, and it's completely and utterly memorable. Autrefois, 
going to stay in South America for just a moment, and we're going to go to the Teatro Colón in Buenos Aires. There are some amazing live recordings that have originated from the Teatro Colón. One of them is a recording of Massonet's Vertea. I think this is our only Massonet selection today. It's the Australian tenor Albert Lance, Albert Lance, This is another shady character who's traveling incognito. His actual name was Lancelot Albert Ingram, and he was born in Australia. In those days, he was known primarily as Lance Ingram. Approaching the age of 30, Lance Ingram was invited to go to France to study, and he did so. And a couple years later, he made his debut at the Opéra Comique as Cavaradossi. Now, for those who know the Maria Callas debut in Paris with that checkerboard floor and act two of Tosca, Albert Lance, or Albert Lance, is also the Cavaradossi on that occasion. He's a wonderful singer. He was really the perfect interpreter of all of these French roles. He had a very powerful voice, but sang passionately yet tastefully. And here he is in his absolute prime, just around the age of 40, singing in Vertea opposite Régine Crespin, whom we heard last week. And here he is doing the opening of act to Un autre son époux. She's married to another man.
we are going to encounter that incredibly glamorous continental figure, Marlene Dietrich. I adore Marlene Dietrich. Yes, okay, she doesn't have any voice to speak of, but she has such amazing class. She has humor. She has an ability to laugh at herself, but she also just drips glamour. And here she is singing a beautiful song that was written for her by Henri Salvador and René Rousseau, and it's called Cherche la Rose. The message of the song is that no matter where you look, even in the most desolate parts of life, always look for the rose. Dans le sable du désert Sur les dunes de la mer Et tant pis si tu t'appelles Cherche la rose Belgium, where we encounter the tenor André d'Arcourt. Again, he's clearly from French-speaking Belgium, and so grew up speaking the language, but was not, in fact, a French person. So he fits into the category today, and thank goodness, because I get to offer to you his performance from 1931 of Viens, Gentille Dame, which is from an opera called La Dame Blanche, The White Lady, by François-Adrien Boildieu. He's one of those figures 
that is known historically and to the extent that he's remembered at all, it is for this opera La Dame Blanche, and specifically this aria Viens, gentille dame. I'm including a portion of the cabaletta to this aria, so you get to hear how D'Arcor manages the high tessitura with a great deal of aplomb and brilliance. French tenors from the 1920s through even the 1960s and beyond, a significant number of whom were not indeed of French extraction. D'Arcor was one of them, Albert Lance, and a couple more that we're going to encounter today. The first is the Russian, Joseph Rogachevsky. He recorded the role of Desgrieux in Manon, opposite Germaine Feraldi, whom we heard last week singing Gluck. This week, we hear Rogachevsky singing Puccini in French. I think Puccini is very well served by the French language, and there are a number of really terrific recordings of Puccini 
in French. This is from Tosca. It's a portion of the duet between Cavaradovsi and Tosca in the last act. And in Italian, it's called O Dolci Mani. Here it's called O Douce Main. I'm telling you, Rogachevsky sounds like he's French to me. I don't know, it's all French to me. Here's another French tenor who was indeed not French, and that is the late, great Nicolai Gedda. I run hot and cold on Gedda, but when he sings as he does here in this 1963 recording of Venement, ma bien-aimée, also known as the Obade from La Lose Opera, Le Roi Dix, well, he's faultless. Puisqu'on ne peut fléchir ces jalouses gardiennes, laissez-moi compter ma peine et mon émoi. Sois pas 
That was Nicolai Guedda, and now we're going to hear another Spaniard who, again, did a pretty marvelous imitation of a French tenor. His name is Miguel Villabella. This is a very famous aria by Adolphe Adam. You may remember Adolphe Adam as the composer of the Contique de Noël, known in English as O Holy Night. He wrote a few ballets and things as well, and a couple operas that aren't really well remembered today. But this aria still challenges those high tenors who want to see how their high D is. And they got a long ways to go if they're going to match Villa Bella, who sings it with such ease and swells into the note after he attacks it, like on pinpoint. He's superb. Oi, 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 oi. Love him. Mais pour conduire un équipage, voilà qu'un soir il est parti. Depuis ce temps dans le village, on n'entend plus parler de lui. Mais ne déplorez pas sa perte, car de l'hymen suivant la loi, la reine du Nil déserte de ses sujets la nommée roi. Qu'il était bon le postillon le long du monde. Now let's turn to pop music again. There is a French singer still active today named Françoise Hardy, who came up in the early 1960s. And her first big hit was Tous les garçons et les filles. And it's a lament, a rather tuneful, upbeat lament about this poor girl who's watching all of these boys and girls of her own age coupling and doing all kinds of cuddly things. And she's all alone in the corner feeling sorry for herself. And who else to take on this song? but Eurythmics. That's right, Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox. It's a 1985 recording, Tous les garçons et les filles. Annie Lennox singing in quite serviceable French. I think it was released as a B-side to It's All Right, Baby's Coming Back. It's from around that period. The first time I heard this, I just got the biggest kick out of it. I hope you do too. Tous les garçons et les filles de mon âge font ensemble les projets d'avenir. 
the French to reassert themselves as the supreme exemplars of this kind of music in their own language. And who better to do this than the greatest French tenor of all time, Georges Thiel, who is going to lead us on that song La Marseillaise that we heard slaughtered by that woman from New Zealand named Frances Alda. Ug, 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 ug. Now we are going to hear Georges Thiel show us how it's really done in this recording from 1931. Amour sacré de la patrie, conduit soutien Liberté, liberté chérie.
enough of the fake voice. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've been listening to Paula Poundstone and she does this character named French Trump. And the other chance I've had to exercise this uh, accent lately is that David, my beloved, not boyfriend, and I have been taking to reading plays of an evening after a long day's work, slaving over a hot computer. And we've been reading some Chris Durang plays, and I'm trying to remember the name of this one. I'm going to have to look it up. Documents. Where are the plays? This PC. Is it under downloads? I cannot find it. Maybe it's under document, podcast, miscellaneous, plays. Here it is. It was a hilarious play by Christopher Durang called The Idiots Karamazov. And one of the characters that I read was Anais Nin. I had to assume an accent for Anais Nin, and she was supposed to have a bit of a French accent. So I got to do Anais Nin in this kind of an accent, and it was so much fun. I'll just say that now we're going to turn to Françoise Hardy. Finally, a French person singing a song in French. The words are by that iconic French figure, Serge Gainsbourg. But is this a song that originally was written in French? It is not. It is a song that originally was called It Hurts to Say Goodbye. Who remembers It Hurts to Say Goodbye? Not me. What I remember is Françoise Hardy singing... Comment te dire adieu with every line of Gainsbourg's lyric ending with the syllable X. It's just too much fun. Another present-day singer, one who has stepped back from her operatic roles, that is Natalie Dessé. She's recently started recording more pop music, and I have to say, I think she's fabulous in this stuff. This is a recording that came out in 2016 called Pictures of America. Most of the songs she sings in 
very, very good English. But this one is by Thelonious Monk, and it's called Round Midnight. And I'm going to play you the portion of the song that she sings in French, Autour de Minuit, Round Midnight. we've arrived at the end of the episode finally <laughs> and I'm going to offer you just one final French person singing a song that originally appeared in English and that is Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind here it is sung by the French pop icon Hugues Offray is his name I love that he took the care to do his own version of the French for this song, which he recorded in 1995. It's called Dans le souffle du vent, and as does the Dylan original, it asks questions that simply cannot be answered. Aurons-nous prié Dieu sans même un regard 
pour nos frères Combien de morts d'enfants et de soldats Avant de cesser nos combats Pour toi mon enfant Dans le souffle du vent Pour toi la réponse est dans le vent Once again, my dears, thank you for joining me this week. Join me next week for Christmas in July, featuring hard-to-find recordings by that great singer Muriel Smith. Until then, my dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. Daniel Gundlach.